Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and here's your White Sox wake-up call for June 20th, 2018. The White Sox have now lost six games in a row after their 6-3 loss in the Indians on Tuesday night, and it was in familiar fashion. Just like five days ago, it was another Carlos Rodon-Mike Clevenger matchup, it was another instance of the White Sox striking early before going silent, and it was another instance of the White Sox losing by three. The one difference? The White Sox rallied late against Cleveland's leaky bullpen and brought Jose Abreu to the plate as the tying run. Alas, Abreu flied out to right to end the game. Rodon contained his struggles to the second inning, but those struggles were immense. After a 1-2-3 first, he came out in the second and issued a four-pitch walk and a two-pitch plunking. After an RBI single, the Indians continued to apply pressure with a walk to load the bases. Rodon might have been able to get out of the inning with minimal damage because he got Jason Kipnis to pop out, then got ahead of Rajay Davis. Omar Narvaez called for a backfoot slider, and Rodon threw one, but Narvaez still couldn't block it. The wild pitch, quote-unquote, scored a run, and Francisco Lindor's two-out single scored two more to give Cleveland a 4-1 lead. Rodon settled down afterward. He retired 11 of the last 12 batters he faced, and lasted a season-long six and one-third innings. Unfortunately, Clevenger's only bad inning cost him far less. Juan Moncada greeted him with a double to start the game, and he scored on Jose Abreu's opposite field single as Clevenger struggled with his location. Kipnis extended the inning by dropping a routine flip on what should have been an ending-ending fielder's choice, but Narvaez struck out in three fastballs to end the threat. The Sox didn't score again until the ninth, as Clevenger's command tightened up considerably. He struck out ten over seven and two-thirds innings. The Sox finally struck again once he left the game, but those conditions only gave them an inning to work with. They did their damnedest. Tim Anderson and Charlie Tilson strung together one-out singles, and after Adam Engel popped out, Moncada drilled a double off the left-center wall to drive home two and make it a 6-3 game. The tying run was still on deck, but another Indians error allowed Abreu to come to the plate, as Eric Gonzalez biffed Yolmer Sanchez's fairly routine roller to the right side. Ironically, Gonzalez had entered the game as a defensive replacement. Abreu strolled up with runners on the corners, and I'm guessing he wanted a pitch on which he could extend his arms. He took a Cody Allen fastball up and in, and when Allen left a curveball up, but a little off the plate, Abreu offered and hoisted a fly. 
It was only a deepish right field, and Lonnie Chisenhall caught it to end the game. Rodon took the loss, and all the runs he allowed made the difference, but the Indians made it a little more comfortable by tacking on two more in the seventh. Engel couldn't make a catch in deep center, and while he covered a lot of ground, and while it would have been a running catch with an above-average degree of difficulty, it's a grab he probably should have made. For one, it hit off the heel of his glove, but more to the point, when he's carrying an OPS in the 500s, he pretty much has to catch everything he can touch to justify his position. But hey, some bright spots. Xavier Cedeno pitched around a hit and a walk to throw a scoreless inning by himself. Moncada came through with two doubles, and they were both hit to the opposite field. Charlie Tilson had three singles to raise his average to 280, and he might give the Sox an angle alternative once the cavalcade of Garcia's returns. We'll get to them in a bit. The White Sox will try to avoid the sweep today, but it's going to be tough. Reynaldo Lopez squares off against Corey Kluber. First pitch is at 12.10 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago. The Twins were able to snap Kluber's seven-start streak that was as unbeaten as it was walkless, touching him up for four runs on a pair of homers over five innings. Lopez will try to extend the little role he's on as he owns a 1.86 ERA over three June starts. Jose Abreu is 16 for 47 with five homers against Kluber in his career, which is good for an 1100 OPS, and Tim Anderson is 5 for 14 with three doubles himself. Everybody else has struggled, and that's probably understating it. Down in the minors, Charlotte was the lone full-season affiliate without an All-Star game. The Knights off to Columbus, get it, with a 6-2 victory, thanks in part to those rehabbing Garcias. Leary Garcia went 1-for-3 with a double, walk, two strikeouts, and three RBIs from the leadoff spot, and Avi Garcia launched his second homer of his rehab stint. Don Roach continues to stump for MLB consideration, striking out nine over six scoreless innings to lower his ERA to 275. Birmingham was off, but Zach Collins went to work during the Southern League's All-Star game. He won the home run derby, then went one for three with a walk and a strikeout in the exhibition. Eloy Jimenez and Sebi Zavallo also started and singled, and Danny Mendick went two for four while playing the whole game. Dane Dunning struck out two during a 1-2-3 second, and Ian Hamilton retired both batters he faced. Several Winston-Salem Dash appeared in the Carolina League All-Star game. Joel Booker had a monster night, going 3-for-4 with a homer and four RBIs and earning the MVP award for his efforts. Dylan C. struck out two over a scoreless inning, and Bernardo Flores pitched around two hits for a scoreless frame himself. Luis Alexander Basabe went 0-for-2, but he stole a base. Likewise, Canapolis' Laz Rivera had success in the leadoff spot during the South Atlantic League's All-Star game, going 2-for-3 with a double and a stolen base. Tate Blackman went 1-for-4 with the homer, and Craig Didalo singled and walked after coming off the bench. Blake Battenfield probably had the roughest night of all the All-Stars, giving up a solo shot in the ninth inning, but the North All-Stars were already trailing by three at the time. Back to regular season action, the Arizona League Sox beat the AZL Cubs second team 5-4. The Sox scored five runs on just four hits, but Luis Mieses hit two of them, including a go-ahead two-run shot in the eighth. Brian Herrera and Ramon Pineda allowed just two earned runs over a combined seven and two-thirds innings over their stateside debuts. The Dominican Summer League White Sox lost to the DSL Blue Jays 3-2, and the Great Falls Voyagers were rained out. Around the league, the Houston Astros' winning streak finally came to an end at 12 games after a 2-1 loss to Tampa Bay, and they even had Justin Verlander on the mound. Blake Snell walked seven over seven innings, but he still managed to go toe-to-toe with Verlander. After both starters were out, the Rays tacked Hector Rondon with the loss in the eighth. The Tigers lost ground on the Indians as their five-game winning streak came to an end with a 9-5 loss to Cincinnati. The Twins reversed course with a 6-2 win over the Red Sox. Chris Sale struck out 11 over seven innings, but Eduardo Escobar broke the game open with a two-run double off Joe Kelly in the eighth. 
The Cubs and Dodgers split a day-night doubleheader after their poorly handled postponement on Monday night. The Dodgers rallied in the ninth to win Game 1, and the Cubs won Game 2 with a walk-off in the 10th. And finally, Major League Baseball released an All-Star Game update, and Jose Abreu extended his lead on Mitch Moreland at first base. He now leads the polling by more than 150,000 votes, as he bids to become the first White Sox position player voted to start a Midsummer Classic since Frank Thomas in 1996. That'll do it for this morning's White Sox wake-up call. Visit SoxMachine.com to join the discussion, and make sure to follow us on Twitter, at SoxMachine, for reactions to the day game. If you're new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to it on iTunes, Spotify, and the Google Play Music stores. And if you're feeling generous, you can help support everything Sox Machine via Patreon at patreon.com slash SoxMachine. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. And now, Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Check out our amazing offers on internet and learn about the latest breakthrough from Xfinity. Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. That's more than enough speed to power all your devices and then some. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X-Fi gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.